Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Tom Cheney, and this is Living Health Live. My co-host for the show and in our practice is my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney. Thanks for joining us. Each week, Dr. Steph and I provide information and instructions on how to live a healthier life free of chronic diseases like diabetes, neuropathy, autoimmunity, pain, and arthritis. Check out our website at mylivinghealth.com or call our office for an appointment at 410-216-9180. Let's get started with today's show. Today, we're going to be talking about regenerative medicine, and we're very excited to welcome number 71 to Living Health Live. Charles Mann is not only a four-time pro bowler and one of the 70 greatest Redskins and an inductee into the Washington Redskins Ring of Fame, but he's a successful businessman as well. Recently, he joined us in the office for a regenerative medicine procedure. Uh, maybe you've seen his picture in the paper or seen him on TV, um, but we're gonna talk specifically today about the procedure and his experience in the office. Welcome to the show, Charles. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So why don't you um, first tell the listeners just, you know, what brought you in, where you were at, and and um, what interests you in the procedure? Well, first of all, I've, uh, <laughs> I'm have i a 56-year-old male, uh, former professional athlete. So 56 and former professional athlete and happened to be football. Um, that tells you a little bit about my body makeup. Uh, I was on my, I had my 15th knee operation, um, just started down the back road and I had a back surgery and I was, uh, when I came to see you guys, I was recovering in about my fourth month from having my right hip replaced. So I'm pretty much going through every body part when I came to see you all. So I was looking for a alternative uh, treatment, um, and I had talked with other friends, Eric Dickerson, uh, Mark Slareth. Eric Dickerson, obviously people know who he is, played with the Rams for 16 years and set all kinds of records as a running back. But Mark Slareth, an offensive lineman, his son, Daniel Slareth, is a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball, and he had uh, he was having some issues with his shoulder, and he had the procedure done, and now he's throwing back 95 miles an hour. So, you know, I've got two people that I know and respect giving me these wonderful stories, so why not me? Absolutely. So you saw success in other people, and you wanted to prevent going down that path of another surgery and preventing medications, which a lot of patients, they come to our office because um, they want to avoid surgery. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Steph, why don't you um, talk about the procedure that Charles had? Yeah, so there's a few procedures that we do in the office. One is called PRP or platelet-rich plasma, where we do a blood draw and we take your own platelets concentrated from your blood. Um, That alone can be injected into a joint or an area where there's some tearing or damage. And those platelets will stimulate your own stem cells to home into that area. And with growth factors and, and proteins and, and hyaluronic acid and collagen and those stem cells all working together, that initiates a new regenerative process. And so that can allow tissues to heal, tears to regrow, cartilage to regrow. Um, and then we also can get even more extreme by actually bringing in tissues that have concentrated stem cells in them and mixing them with your PRP. And we can do this in one of two ways, either through extracting them from your own fat 
or using amniotic. And so the procedure that we chose for Charles, um, because he had such long-standing degeneration in, in his knee and in his wrist, um, and he'd had some surgeries already, we didn't want to just do PRP. We wanted to do PRP with the additional tissue. So we chose the amniotic tissue to be mixed with the platelet-rich plasma. And then that's what we did. We injected that into his knee and around the knee, and then we injected it into his wrist. Um, and so those were the procedures that we chose. And then we also um, put together a list of, of supplements and nutrients for him to take um, to also provide the body with the nutrients the body needs to make more cartilage and collagen and tendon and ligament. So that's what we did with Charles. Great. Sounds like a lot. Wow. <laughs> but how easy was it? <laughs> well, I didn't do anything. I just sat there and, 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 and got the uh, the shots. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the the knee was very, very little pain at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrist was a little because the joint is tighter. Uh, you know, there was pain there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm five weeks out mm-hmm. and I'm starting to feel good. You know, I'm starting good. to feel some changes. I can't wait to see x-rays in a couple of months that might show differences mm-hmm. and changes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a living example. And I, I was talking to my daughter recently, and my daughter said, eh, that sounds crazy. And I said, yeah, I know it might sound crazy, but I'm living it. This is your dad now. You know, I, but how do you know it's going to work? I said, I don't know. But, but you know what? I know for sure I can have another surgery. Uh, But I don't want to have another surgery. You don't want me going under the knife again and under anesthesia again. Let's try something else first. Yeah, if you were to compare the pros and cons for doing an injection like this to some of the issues that you could have complications with yeah. surgery. I mean, the worst thing that could happen with one of these injections is nothing. Yeah. You right. know? So we tried. Um, well, I'm beyond nothing. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there well, is something going there's on. There's something happening. Yeah. So like before you had the injection, were you taking things like ibuprofen, Motrin, Tylenol no, to relieve? My, yeah, of course. They're my friend. Yeah. I, I Advil. Yes. 800 milligrams whenever I needed it. Okay. I have not seen an Advil in a long time, thank God. Well, that's a uh, good thing then, yes. because just mm-hmm. that alone, you know, you're not going to be 100%. We're only maybe five, six weeks yeah. out from your procedure. Um, and, you know, oftentimes, especially if there's significant degeneration, you know, we're talking about regrowth of damaged tissue. And so that's not going to happen in a day, a week, even a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So symptomatically, you know, we do look for and expect a pretty significant amount of pain relief by the end of three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and research shows that we can start to see on imaging some regrowth of tissues in some people by the third month. But, you know, it, it's going to continue on past those months right, as far right. as regeneration goes. Well, you know what the good thing is? I'm a former professional athlete. Yeah. There's people out there that don't have the damage that I have mm-hmm. that are just weekend warriors that have issues. This is going to be a remarkable thing for them. Right. And so I encourage all those folks to take advantage of this. You're, you're getting the worst of the worst in trying to make a difference. Yeah. Right. And I'm seeing some results. Some so results. see if you take a, a you know, a, a weekend skier or somebody that plays basketball mm-hmm. every now and then or a runner that's been running on concrete. Those folks are going to see tremendous results. I know. And, and here's the thing, too, is that don't 
don't wait until, you know, you're 80 years old and you have stage four osteoarthritis and you're bone on bone and they're absolutely going to want to go in and do a knee replacement. The, the earlier you can get a jump on this, the better, because we are stimulating your own tissue healing. So the less damage that you have is when you really want to do this. And the standard care for medicine is to, to bring in the anti-inflammatories. If the anti-inflammatories don't work, then maybe we'll do steroid shots. Steroid shots actually degenerate and degrade the tissues faster. So generally, they're going to be doing that just to give you pain relief until they have to go in and surgically replace something or remove something. And then surgery is the only option. And maybe they'll sprinkle some rehab in there um, before the surgery to see if that helps. But that's not going to stop degeneration. That's not right. going to repair tears, things like that. In fact, sometimes they can make the tears worse because now you're you know, uh, rehabbing an area that shouldn't really be moving like that. But really, I think the future of orthopedic medicine um, and even getting into some other factions of medicine is, is cellular regeneration with stem cell therapy. Um, because And the earlier, the better. At the time of the NSAIDs, at the time of the, the mm -hmm. t popping Motrin, before the surgery, before mm -hmm. the, the steroid injections, yeah. maybe we don't even need those things anymore if we can get our body to heal um, and repair naturally. And, and you said something about your daughter and her, you know, her opinion on the procedure. That was pretty much our, our opinion, too, before we brought this in. We were looking at... You know, and looking at other offices, and we were thinking to ourselves, like "Yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. this sounds pretty crazy." Well, I I, I just think that uh, you know, as I was hearing Dr. Steph talk, it makes sense. What you're saying makes sense. Our bodies were built to regenerate and heal themselves, but we don't listen to this. We don't listen to our bodies first. We do all these bad things to our bodies, and then we want our bodies to respond. Right. So. All the things that you're talking about make sense. Okay, we're going to treat ourselves. Yeah. We're going to rest more. We're going to, when we have atrophy because of an injury, we're going to, you know, do therapy and we're going to do, we're going to ice or we're going to, you know, we're going to rest or we're going to, those things make sense. Mm -hmm. So we're only now going back to making sense right. instead of doing some drastic move and doing surgery. Yeah. And as soon as you start opening up a joint and start doing surgery, you're going to already have arthritis and arthritic things starting to happen thereafter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as they start removing tissue, snipping tissue, scar tissue, stitching yeah. things together, cutting things open, now you're going to have some irreparable damage. And, you know, when you talk about stem cells, there's a lot of misinformation out there. We literally just had a patient tell us that after seeing us to get his hips injected, spoke to his internist, who's a friend, is a medical doctor, and they said, stem cells, stem cells, you could get cancer from stem cells. And that's just literally the misinformation that's in mm -hmm. the conventional You're system right even in the medical system about stem cells. We're not talking about embryonic stem cells. Cancer stem cells are a whole different thing than your own healthy stem cells. And we actually are regrowing and regenerating this body every minute of the day. We have our own supply of stem cells stored in our bone marrow, stored in our fat, circulating through the blood, just waiting to be called into an area to heal it. And if we didn't have stem cells doing this, within four hours, we'd have no body. Right. We're constantly right. in a state of regeneration. So well, all see, we're doing is focusing it and harnessing mm -hmm. it and sticking it into a very specific area to, to maximize it. You, you, you make a lot of sense, and it's interesting. I now understand why we had to do the amnio uh, stem cells because I had no fat in my body. 
<laughs> Although magically, our doctors can find fat on anybody because they did the fat procedure on me, believe it or not. What? I know. <laughs> it's hard it was to a believe. bit challenging. <laughs> yeah, it was a long process. So we wouldn't. I'd be doing the amnio if I do it again. But um, but yeah. So I had the procedure done on my knee. That's one of the reasons why we brought it in four or five years ago because I was having trouble getting upstairs and I was having trouble getting in and out of the car and I had some meniscus damage and I'm not going to do surgery as a first resort. I'm, right. I'm a chiropractor. So. Well, and you know stuff now. <laughs> and I know stuff. You have stuff. information. Yeah. So the key is to get it out to the regular folk the out regular there so folks. that they can understand yes. this, this is really should be an option, should be option number one, mm-hmm. not option four or five after you've gone exhausted all of these other things. Right, because you've been through surgery. So when you go through surgery, people don't realize it's not just you go in and have a surgical procedure and then you're out the next day and everything's all working like bionic. There's rehab uh, and painful yeah. post-surgical rehab yes. and drugs and yes. you know I mean how was that experience for you because you've had no several drugs of them. I I stayed away from the opioids so I never take I always have extra Percocet and extra you know oxycotton or whatever because I never took the stuff yeah but I I understood the value of rehab. And so I was always in there rehabbing. Now, to this day, I rehab. But how comfortable is post-surgical it's rehab? Not, it's not good. It's not fun. <laughs> it's, it's not, not fun. It's not but, pain-free, But right? it's a way of life because yeah. I know that's yeah. part of the healing process. Now do stem cell and then do rehab. That makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We're here um, with our special guest, Charles Mann, and we're talking about the procedure that he had in the office. It's a regenerative medicine procedure. And for all of our listeners out there that are interested in seeing if you're a good candidate for this procedure, we have regenerative medicine seminars. And so we've got a few of them coming up in March, Um, actually one in March on the 20th at 12 noon. Um, We have one April 10th at six and one on the 14th of April at 12 noon. The seminars are free, but um, we do have a limited number of seats. So you do have to call and reserve your seat. You can call 410. 787-7252, or you can visit www.cellseminar.com. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Cyrex Laboratories and Professional Co-op. Today, we're uh, spending time with Charles Mann, who recently was in the office, and he had a procedure done, um, a regenerative medicine procedure to uh, his knee and his wrist. So we're discussing his procedure and the outcomes and um, Dr. Steph, why don't you let the listeners know, you know, who, who's a good candidate for this type of procedure? Pretty much if anyone has a joint and there's some discomfort in the joint and, and we can still get a needle into the joint and the needles are very, very small, then they're a candidate. And it doesn't matter how old you are. We've had, uh, you know, teenagers and 20 year olds that are coming in off of a, of a, an injury over the weekend playing sports. That is the best time to get in and do something like this because the body's already primed for healing anyways. And the oldest person we injected um, a couple years ago was 94 years old and he came in with really frozen shoulders. And of course, he is too old for anyone to want to do surgery on at that point. And within about three weeks after just getting the PRP, not even the amnio or the adipose, um, he's flapping his wings up and down and having no problems and kind of making jokes that he should probably get every joint injected, which 
I'm fully on board with as far as maintenance goes and prevention. But so we get we get the gamut of the weekend warrior, just the person who over time for no other reason than maybe just being told they're getting older, they're starting to develop aches and pains and hip pain and um, sometimes old injuries from childhood that you think you recover from don't rear their ugly head until you turn 50 and then magically you wake up and now you're having trouble getting out of bed and the pain is kicking in and you know it's been brewing for a while and your body's pretty resilient and it's been trying to heal believe it or not Um, every time you have a pain cycle the body's actually creating an inflammatory cycle to try to heal but certain joints especially like the knee and the hip that are encapsulated in a thick capsule it's very hard when the joint becomes arthritic and it's hard to get good movement into the joint it's hard to pump the nutrients in and the toxins out so that joint can actually get the stem cells and the proteins and the collagen to that joint. And so what we're doing is we're sort of bypassing all of that trouble Mm -hmm. and we're um, taking your own uh, tissue and your own platelets and your own stem cells. And uh, in addition to the amniotic, which is what we use with Charles is great because it already has four types of collagen in it. It's got hyaluronic acid in it. It's got growth factors in it because when you think about it, that tissue is designed to grow right? Amniotic is, is mm-hmm. designed to be able to, to feed a growing um, embryo into a, into a baby. And so all of those excellent ingredients and then the construction workers, which are the platelets and the stem cells, when we take that and we, we bypass that joint capsule and we inject it right into the joint, oh, your knee has everything it needs to be able to regrow cartilage and ligament and, and all that good stuff. And so the body knows what to do if it has the right ingredients. We just, over time, have a problem sometimes getting those ingredients to these joints that get banged up. But we've injected knees. Most people come in for injections that have a knee problem or a hip problem because those are weight-bearing joints that generally over time will break down. Um, and so, but we've injected wrists. We injected Charles's wrists. We inject, uh, we've injected thumbs and elbows and fingers and shoulders. And we, it's not just joints, but also muscles. So rotator cuff injuries are very common in people. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with, you know, wear and tear on the shoulder and, and bad posture. You know, we work at laptops and computers and our shoulders get rounded and then they're out of the, the proper alignment and they, they tear at the tissues over and over again. So as long as there's some tissue attachment, we can inject the, tish, the in tissues with the healing stuff. If there is a complete tear, whether it's a ligament tear or a tendon tear or rotator cuff tear, you will probably need surgery. But we have people that go out for that surgery, get their um, tissues attached, and then they'll come in right after the surgery and get injected with stem cells. Why? Because now they're primed for healing, mm-hmm. and they're going to get better results even from that surgery. What um, about what about neck? So I'm I'm in degenerative. I'm I'm in level four of degeneration for my neck. They uh, are doing spine in some facilities. We are not set up as a surgical facility, but there are doctors and you can, you can search, you know, online for orthopedic surgeon, stem cell. Uh, you want spine discs. That's what you'd be looking for. Spine and, discs. Yeah. So they, they, I, I don't know s- if I want to mess with my spine. I just want it in the, in those, well, well that is that's the joint. Where you're, yeah, that's that why. Yeah. Joint. So you need a surgical center that's uh, going to do that, but they're, they're doing that. I've seen some pre and post MRIs where they've injected stem cells into a lumbar low back right, disc. Right. And you can see a pancake disc in the pre MRI and a, a nice big fluffed up, fattened up disc in really? the post MRI. Wow. Um, you know, we don't know how long this will last for. We're breaking down all the time. This is the thing, right? We're dealing with 
the prospect of aging and gravity and degeneration. But, um, but yeah, to be able to have seen that is, it's kind of an amazing thing. So, um, once again, there are also on the other side of medicine, this is just for fun, but there are, um, there are companies around the world because this this is a big deal outside this country. I know it's it is. We're, we're always slow it's here. We're so always long. slow. Taking so long, um, but they're looking at organ regeneration with stem cells as well. So there are three D printers that are being manufactured where they will at some point be able to take stem cells and build from stem cells with a three D printer brand new kidneys. Here's the wow. thing: if they're taking your stem cells and building a new kidney for you with your stem cells, then when you get that organ put in and replaced, you're not gonna have to be on anti-rejection medication yeah. for the rest mm -hmm. of your life. This is this is the future of medicine. What, what can they do for my hands? Well, that's the thing, if we can Will get- Will they look pretty again? <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to look pretty. <laughs> but you got I haven't tough, had pretty hands in years. Hands, Those are the yeah. hands of a warrior, Charles. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> If people could only see, they'd probably turn their radios off. It's, it's a reminder of how hard you worked. Yeah, okay. The, the rings dress them up nice, Okay, though. all right. Yeah, so, um, but speaking of small joints, so you had your knee injected, and that was pretty easy. Real right? easy. You almost can't even feel it. No, now, everybody's got different anything. levels yeah. of pain. But the, the needles are pretty small, especially when working with the amniotic, because it's a pretty nice fluid material. Um, and the joint is pretty, it's a big enough space that you're not, you're not really going to feel it going in. But the wrist was a little bit more of a challenge, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, it was. I, <laughs> yes, it was. If a I do say myself. Going on. But, and the smaller the joint, the more discomfort you're going to feel getting the procedure done. We're not going to lie. But again, mm -hmm it's easier than waking up after surgery and dealing with the post-surgical discomfort that you oh, end up course. having. And the rewards are so, so much um, better, you know, to, it's, it's that pain that you had in the wrist. How long did it last for after the procedure? Um, well, I had to, I had to film a commercial right after. So interesting <laughs> on the timing of that one. Uh, <laughs> but no, I probably got to work and I had to go to my car and get some Tylenol. Yeah. So I went and got a little Tylenol, took the edge off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then by the next day, I didn't even know it happened. And so, so then it felt like it did before the injection. Yes, yeah, so that same yeah. pain that you had prior to the procedure. Yes. And that's a common thing um, that we see is that after the injection, you're going to have a pretty good inflammatory reaction. Yes. A lot of people, even even people, like when I had my knee done, it's, it swelled up pretty nicely. Yeah. And um, almost like when you sprain an ankle, for that first two or three days after the injection, you might have some inflammation, store, soreness, stiffness. That's perfectly normal, and that is what you should expect. That, right, that right. means your body's actually doing the proper thing. Mm -hmm. But after about three or four days, that, that initial swelling and inflammation should calm down, and you'll probably be back to where you were just prior to the injection. Right. So whatever your pain level was, uh, functional issues, you'll probably be back there. But then after that, weeks go by, and as the weeks go by, you'll start to see a very slow resolution of the symptoms. It's almost so slow sometimes you don't even really notice it until you and, do And that's something. what happened with me. So I was carrying Tylenol, taking uh, 500 milligram of Tylenol twice uh, or three times a day. And I would carry them in my pocket. I take two in Just the morning, in <laughs> and I carry like four in my pocket. That gave me, you know, four hours later I take two, and then four hours from that I take two, and I can get through the day. Mm -hmm. And and what happened is about three weeks ago, 
those Tylenol were left in my pocket and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I've got a little caddy. I'm kind of anal. So I had a little <laughs> caddy where I put my clothes out the night before. So I had my clothes sitting there. I had my wallet and everything. And I had my two little Tylenol pills sitting there. And I said, wait, wait I didn't, I didn't take them. Uh-huh. So I said, uh. So I put them back in my pocket the next Just day. I was ready to go. Yeah. And I did this for about a week or so. And then you all's office called to check up on me. And I said, you know what? I haven't taken my Tylenol in yeah. a couple of days. It's weird. And I realized right? it had been a week. Now it's been about three weeks. Yeah. So, yes, I've turned that corner, which is good because I, I didn't see it me turning the corner for yeah. a while there. And I was getting a little concerned. Well, and again, your, your knee... Your wrist has had yeah. a lot more yeah. damage. You know, it's one thing to have somebody who's had a car accident, and then 20 years later they're having the effects of it. Mm-hmm. But you had a car accident every over single over football over game, over maybe again. sometimes more yeah. than one yeah. in a football game, right? Yes. And so that's a that's a lot to expect of your of your joints to be healing super super quickly. But what I commonly hear from a lot of patients who, you know, they're just the average Joe. They they might have been running marathons and then their knee sort of kind of caught up with them. And this is what I experienced is, a, is about a month or so after my procedure, my injection, it, it creeps up on you. You know, we live in a townhouse. We have lots of stairs. Mm-hmm. I left my cell phone up at the top level one day. I went to leave the house. My phone rang. Oh, I've got to run up the stairs, you know, with my bum knee. And I ended up running up the stairs without even thinking about it, without any pain for the first time in months, months and months. I got up to the top of the stairs. I looked around. I thought, oh, my gosh. Hmm. So now, four years later, (laughs) I I actually don't walk upstairs anymore. I run. Wow. I'm always, you're going to find this. You're always testing it. Like, you'll get into a new position. Just to make sure it's, yeah. You're like, did I just do that? You'll go back to the gym and start rehabbing your knee and your wrist. And and you'll say, whoa, I can push it a little bit more. I can push it a little bit more. Great. You mentioned playing golf. Yes. How long ago was that? So um, about, uh, about two, shoot, I guess it was about three weeks after the procedure. Okay. Yeah, I was still popping my Tylenol, but I went out there and played nine. and That'll test the wrist. It it was fine. Okay. The wrist held up fine. The knee was a little sore, but it was sore starting, and Mm -hmm. it was the same soreness ending. So uh, there was nothing nothing happened. I said, "Uh uh-oh. So I'm already now scheduling uh, to start working out and and playing golf again. Mm Mm-hmm. And and this is wonderful. Yeah, this I mean, is a I, great I, procedure for golfers. I, I mean, mean, I'm only that's I, you know I only have a couple of things I like to do activity wise, and mm-hmm. and one of them is golf. And and if that's taken, and it's been taken for the last three years, I haven't played golf in the last three years. Really? So this has been great. That's awesome. Yes. And you know the beauty of it is now that you're going to get back into golf and back into into rehabbing and working mm-hmm. things out. The more you strain those joints now, because you've got all the goods in the joint. Mm-hmm. The more re the more healing you're gonna have. It's it's now the more you work it. Yeah. The it, the better it's gonna get. What about the uh, what about the supplements that I'm taking? Will so, that be is that a way of life from now? I'm fine with yeah. it. I take five horse pills <laughs> every <laughs> every day, twice a day, in the yeah. morning and at night. Yeah, we've got Charles on um, some hyaluronic acid <laughs> and collagen. You know, some different promoting and tendon uh, something. Yeah, some some stuff for tendons. So you know. Probably in your state, with the stuff that you've had going on in all of your joints, Mm -hmm. you could take that until the end of time. Um, But we definitely put that into a patient protocol for one or two months after. And then, you know, again, you're not going to stop regenerating after four weeks or, you know, six weeks. So your body's always under repair. So we do recommend that people carry on with them. 
um, okay. long term if they're able to. Well, my wife has a tough time uh, popping her pills. It takes her, uh, you know, four or five glasses of water and one at a time. It's like me. And I just throw all five in my mouth, take a big swig of water, and I'm done. That's well, what good. I do. As long as it's easy, <laughs> keep chugging. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of the day, um, just like Charles said earlier, it's about giving the body an opportunity to heal itself. The body will heal itself, and that's why we brought this procedure into the office, because we wanted to give um, you know, the everyday person the opportunity to come in, allow the joints to regenerate, um, and allow the body to heal itself. So you've been listening to Living Health Live with me, Dr. Tom Cheney, and my wife, Dr. Stephanie Cheney of Living Health Integrative Medicine in Annapolis. Um, make sure that you sign up for our next regenerative medicine seminar. You can go to cellseminar.com or call 410-787-7250. We'll see you next week.